Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everyone, welcome out to the show. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. It's good to be with you again. I'm excited about it. We're going to be talking today about the internal dialogue and how important it is. It's one of those things that, you know, I've covered it so much and and it seems almost silly to go back into it because it's hard to get on social media or to talk to people without seeing like all this self-help nonsense and it's just like it's overhyped and it's just just believe in yourself and just think positive and everything will work out it's like well that's obviously not true (laughs) that's not the only factor at play here but the reason i want to get back into it is because you know i've been doing this for a long time i've been on this path for a long time and i've specifically been doing you know the podcasting coaching for for a couple years now and i would like to think that this is something i have mastered and it's just not true and that kind of I, I got slapped in the face a little bit fairly recently because I was, you know, this year has been super hard. I've been going through a lot of stuff and there's there's real reasons to be distressed. Like this isn't just like some fictional thing. But um, at some point, I started to relax my grip on um, and my like internal self-discipline in terms of like really policing my thoughts and really being attentive to the things that I allow in my head. And it was a very subtle, very gradual process. But at some point, I just realized, like, I'm actually just spiraling out here. I'm actually just, like, sitting here moping about, like, these ideas that make me depressed, about these thoughts of the future being hopeless. And, you know, oh, well, this thing happened and, you know, woe to me and all this other stuff. And it's it at some point, somebody pointed out to me, hey, maybe you're you're focusing on the bad stuff. Maybe you're not speaking to yourself the way that you should be. Maybe you're you're you need to focus on that. I was like, no, no, I got that. Don't worry. I've I've had that down for years. And I thought about it. It's like, you know what? I don't have that down. I've been, I've been not doing so good with it lately. And it really just kind of impressed itself on me. Like, this is a super important thing. It's one of those fundamentals that you have to revisit every so often. But, but more than that, you have to make a continual decision that this is the person that you're going to be. Even once you have the habit, excuse me, the habit established of being a particular person, it's like, I, okay, I go to the gym, I'm, I'm in shape, I'm, I'm healthy, I'm fit, I eat a certain way, I, I go to bed on time, I take certain supplements and like all these things, they, they improve my health. But then if I start saying, well, one day I'm just not going to, you know, I'm not going to work out for that long, I'm going to cut it in half. I'm not saying you can't take rest days, I'm not saying you can't work and rest. I'm saying even though you have a really good habit, you're only a few decisions away from destroying it. I can say, eh, I'm not going to take my supplements tonight. And like, if it's literally that one night, it's not a big deal, but then it happens again next week 
and then it starts to happen. That becomes the new habit. That becomes the new the the trends that you're you're riding on. That becomes a new pattern for you, and it 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 takes on a momentum of its own, and it, it starts to snowball out of control. And so you have to be really attentive and understand that no matter how good you are at something, you can't fully take your eyes off of it. You have to still be monitoring those little decisions that you make. You have to be very conscientious and very meticulous in the thoughts you allow in your head, the decisions that you allow um, yourself to perform, because that's what becomes your habits. It's really it's it's really difficult to to root something out once it's fully grown and once it's had some time to take take on a life of its own. You know, it's it's. I saw something today that said, like, if you can't snap a twig, how do you think you're going to break the tree once it's fully grown? Once it's once it's developed, once it's become something um, too big to ignore. It's like if you can't break that tiny little habit, if you can't say, no, I'm not going to eat that tonight. No, I'm not going to sit here and and mope about you know the hopelessness of my situation. I'm not going to sit here and and whine about my finances. I'm not going to sit here and whine about um, the lack of direction or you know so and so hurt me or I don't know what to do about this situation. It's like you can apply yourself to those things from a positive frame of mind. But when you start to allow yourself to indulge in like like emotional self-mutilation and you start saying like, oh, it just, you know, it resonates with me on some level to sit here and beat myself up and to focus on this negative thing. Because on some level, like you're 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 dark and twisted down there. Like we all are. We all have our own our own issues, our own insecurities, our own faulty programming stuff that we picked up as kids, whether that was from learning from somebody else, we were watching the people around us, or if that was just the the thing that like, that was the solution we found early on. It's like, oh, this kind of works. So I'm going to adopt it. I'm going to internalize it. And that's just how I, I live forever. And it's like, hold on a second. Maybe that's a bad program. Maybe that's something that is not actually beneficial to me, but I just do it without thinking about it. So one thing like I want to point out, I've, I've, I've told this story before, when I first started to really learn how to like manage my mental health, to not be depressed, to say, you know what? I actually want more for my life. I want to improve things. I want to get better. I don't want to be average. I want to be successful. I want to be inspirational. I want to have the things that I want. I want to actually make something of myself and, and have some pride in what I've accomplished. One of the first things I learned was, hey, it's super important. Like You don't allow negative thoughts to just find purchase in your brain because they're going to have a physical impact on you. You start thinking about something negative, you feel negative, right? I can think of somebody that makes my blood boil. I can think of something that makes me sad. I can think of something that makes me feel hopeless, that distracts me. Maybe it's like a, a, a like a, a desire or something that pulls me into it, but it's it's not productive, right? And so when I sit there and start to turn the attention from the things going on around me to what's going on inside of me, I start to realize, you know what? There's a lot of really negative self-talk going on here. And even if it's not articulated as a as a sentence, as a thought, as like an internal monologue, there's still like maybe I'm fantasizing about an image. And it's still the same thing. Like your brain doesn't know that this isn't real. Your body doesn't know it's not real. It thinks that it is. And so it responds as if it is true. And so you have these physical reactions to in, internal situations. And so what ends up happening is that you put your body into a state of fight or flight. You put your body into a negative place. And so now you actually physically feel drained. You physically feel stressed. You physically feel bad, depressed, grieving, uh, anger, whatever it is. And it, it's like, that's just the state that you like, oh, I just feel bad all the time. It's like, why? Well, if you really turn your attention to those, that internal dialogue, 
then you start to realize all the stuff that's that's getting by your conscious brain and it's just kind of floating around. And it's like, if you pay attention, you can catch like a glimpse of it and then it's gone. And it's like, you have to really be careful about these things. And I told somebody because I started, I started doing the thing where, and I've, I've talked about this so much, but like, um, you know, because it is, there is that relationship between the physical and the mental, you can reverse it. You can play with it. So, Hey, like I start thinking depressed thoughts and therefore I start to like hunch over. I start to breathe differently. Breathing gets more shallow. I start to kind of speak differently and, you know, kind of whine a little bit. Right. And I move slower and I don't have good posture and all this other stuff. It's like I mirror my my physical body mirrors my internal reality. Right. And so same thing with anxiety. Like you start to get anxious, start getting stressed out. What do you do? Start fidgeting. You start breathing real quick. You start moving kind of jumpy. Right. You do like these. You start to act differently when you're nervous. Right. And that can be something that's like, hey, there's a there's an actual situation in front of me that is making me feel nervous, which is totally fine. But most people go through life just feeling anxious. Like, what is this this diagnosis of generalized anxiety? What is that? That's so crazy to me. You're just afraid of everything all the time. It's it's weird. Like, I just have general anxiety. What do you mean? I'm generally just afraid of everything. It's like, hold on. There's something going on inside of you. You need to fix that. To say this is my diagnosis. This is just who I am. Is 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 delusional. It's it's ludicrous. It's stupid. Why would you Why would you subscribe to that? Yes, you may in general suffer from high levels of anxiety from something that shouldn't warrant that response, but that doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you. It means that there's something wrong with the way that you're approaching that situation. And by the way, it's not bad to feel anxious. It's not bad to feel depressed as long as there's a reason for it. Now, if you're just walking around and you're just depressed in general, if you're just scared in general, yeah, there's an issue with that, right? But if you're confronted with something, it's like a situation like, hey, this really... This is a bad situation. This relationship is very toxic. This financial um, situation I find myself in is is really scary, or this person is really abusive, or whatever it is. Like it's normal to have a response to that. This new job is really intimidating. There's people there that are that are super good at what they do, and they're they're way better than me, and they seem to be smarter than me. They seem to be more successful than me, and it's really difficult to do. I'm failing. I don't want to do it. It's uncomfortable. That's fine. People act like that's a big deal. Oh, no, my anxiety. I can't do it. Like, do it anyway. When you embrace that struggle, when you embrace that fear, you learn to get over it. And your body changes how it responds. Uh, Public speaking is a good example of that. When I first started public speaking, I was terrified. I was shaking like all night. Two years in doing it every day, I just didn't have that reaction anymore. Not taking a break from it, I probably have it again. But like the point is that once you get comfortable doing something, your body doesn't respond to it as if it's dangerous anymore because it learns how to manage it. It just it 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 retrains the central nervous system to not react in in that fight or flight mode because it's like you know that you're safe. But it takes time to do that. It takes exposure to the stimulus. It takes it takes overcoming that challenge so that you can learn to trust yourself, so that you don't have to feel afraid. Like hey, this thing is confronting me. I don't know if I can do it. But when you consistently embrace those opportunities for growth you take the you take on that challenge and you do it anyway and you learn one that a lot of times you succeed and even when you don't you're fine you get through it it's like ooh <laughs> that was a setback i've got to restart recalibrate okay but then a, f- a month later like you're fine like you're back on your feet it's like you start to fear failure less because you get comfortable failing because you trust yourself to get back up on your feet but at the same time 
you understand that there's a real possibility of success here. And so you become excited by it. And the problem is that most people just live in their heads and their heads are horrible places to be because it's 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 filled with chaos. It's filled with negative thoughts. It's filled with fearful thoughts. It's filled with all kinds of stuff that is just aiming at dragging them down because it's coming from this from from this really dark place. And we don't we don't understand that too well. We don't understand why we have that downward pull in a physical sense, but it's not hard to see that it's a reality, right? It's something that you just got to confront and you've got to understand that this is your struggle that you have to deal with. And it's difficult to deal with the external realities when you can't struggle against the 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 illusions that are in your own head, because that's what your thoughts are. They're not real. They are, but they're not right. Like depression is real, but it's not anxiety is real, but it's not like you do physically experience them. You do struggle with them. It's not fair to say that, you know, this is just it's it's uh, um, it's superficial. Like it's, it's it's something that has a very tangible impact on you. But at the same time, where does it come from? Most of the like if it's actually somebody's put has like a gun to your head and you feel afraid, that's like a normal thing. That's a, you should be you're you're OK. Right. Like you're functioning normally. That's an a, appropriate emotional response to feel afraid. But when you have the thoughts of losing your house, losing your car, your relationship, of being judged, of being embarrassed. And you just have that thought and you have that same emotional response to it, the same physical response to it. And that's how you live. Well, that's something that you should probably like turn your attention to because it, it is it is a real experience, but it's it's not a real reason to, to experience it. It's not it's not a, a it's not reasonable to expect that if you're going to respond to the thoughts in your head as, as if they're true and that you're going to navigate life successfully because you're going to be in total chaos because your brain is in total chaos. So I've shared this story before. A friend of mine, when I started this and this, I totally went on a tangent there and rambled a bit. But um, I told my friend like, hey, I've, I've started learning that if you just really pay attention to the thoughts in your head and you don't allow yourself to think them. Like start thinking like, oh, I hate my life. Catch that. Like, no, 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 I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm not gonna repeat that. And the the internal dialogue is like the the routine is hate my life. Everything sucks. I I, I don't want to do this. I can't stand it. And it's like that's the normal spiral there. I'm gonna catch it as soon as I can. I'm gonna cut it off. And it's really hard to do that because your body's now involved in it. And once your body's involved in it, there's that that inertia that keeps you going. It starts to snowball out. So you have to take responsibility for what you can. It's difficult to change your thoughts. It's really difficult to keep a thought from happening or to keep from dwelling on something that has an emotional reaction. So what you do is you focus on changing your physical state. You learn like, hey, I'm depressed. And so I start to hunch over and to, to walk differently. I start to avoid eye contact. I get really quiet. I just like, ah, oh, I just like just kind of shuffle around. I'm going to take responsibility for that. I'm going to stand up straight. I'm going to smile. I'm going to move as if I have energy. And that is going to produce a physiological change in my body that then gives me a window of opportunity to get in there and to, to start adjusting the mental stuff. Because it's really difficult to just say, I'm going to stop thinking this negative thing. Like if you're going through a breakup, if you're really mad at somebody and you're just like thinking about that person, right? They wronged you. They did something. It's really hard to just say, okay, I'm not going to think about it anymore. It's almost impossible to do that. 
you can be as zen as you want about it. Like it's not just going to like pass through. Like your your emotions are engaged, your body's engaged, right? But when you change the way that you express yourself physically, it it starts to reduce the amount of emotional pressure that you feel. And that gives you more space to start to work. Because like when you're in a positive mindset and a negative thought comes up, now it's not so hard to deal with. You still have to do it. It's not enough to just stand up straight and act like everything's fine. You still have to turn your attention inwards and monitor, um, you know, that internal dialogue. It, it's, a, it's a conscious effort that you have to make. But now it's manageable. Now you have a tool to do it with. And I told this to my friend who was in a really, really bad place. And we were, we were, we, we both were, but I told him, I was like, dude, like I start, I've, I've started to get it. Like this is helping and it, there's no medication and it's not easy, but like it is working. Like I actually do feel so much better and I'm more productive and I have hope again. <laughs> and he goes something along the lines of like, yeah, but yes, that, that self-talk stuff is just a bunch of nonsense. It's like, I'm telling you that it's not like I'm experiencing it. It is helping. Like, yeah, but like you can be in a good mood and you can get rid of that negative thought. Another one's just going to come back. Okay. Well, spoken like a truly depressed person. Um, everything's hopeless. The future is hopeless, you know, because that's the state that you're in. You feel like nothing is going to work. Just like I have bitten off way too much responsibility lately. I've, I've, I've got taken a, a lot more than I can than I can deal with. I have zero time anymore and I'm constantly behind on everything. And it's like, why? Because when I agreed to those plans, I was in a good mood. I was in a positive mindset. I was on, I was fired up. I was like on top of it. I was like, yeah, let's do this. Let's do that. Let's do this. And then think about the long term. It's like, I'm not going to constantly be in this state. I'm not going to constantly have this much energy and be this productive. I can do that where I'm just nonstop for a couple of weeks, but then I'm not going to do so well at it for the next couple of weeks. I can do two or three things for the next few weeks. And um, you think I would have learned that by now, but anyway. Um, that is that is super important. A lot of people have just kind of checked out. They've disconnected be, and dis, disassociated because it's hard, right? But you guys know how I feel about this. Like, tough. Deal with it. I, I get it. I understand how difficult it is. But it, it's it's hard to give up, too. Like, if you have to choose between just giving in to your, the darkness of your heart and actually deciding, hey, I'm going to take responsibility for what I can. I'm going to start moving upwards in the productive positive direction i'm going to turn my attention away from the the chaos that's inside of me i'm going to focus it and realign every single thought in my in my head towards my higher aspirations well then you have no idea what could happen there it's like you have to choose between those things you have to choose between just allowing your body to jerk you around and to, to make you its slave because the unconscious is going to throw all kinds of crazy stuff at it it's going to throw up all kinds of fears and insecurities. There's spiritual warfare going on. There's all kinds of things that are that are warring over your soul. There's all kinds of social media that, and advertisement that, that's after your attention that wants to program you to do certain things so that they can suck your energy out, so that they can take your time, your energy. You have to take responsibility for this. And it doesn't start with the external life. It starts with how you talk to yourself. It starts with the internal world that you produce. It starts with getting your own house in order. It starts with you saying, I don't want to be a fearful person. I don't want to be a, a depressed person, whatever it is. I don't want to be an angry person, right? It doesn't mean that I'm not going to experience those things. I just don't want to be defined by them. It doesn't mean I'm not going to go through these struggles. It doesn't mean that like, hey, you know what? I started listening to this awesome podcast by this really cool dude. And he taught me some tricks that, and tools that I can use. And he pointed me in the right direction. And he told me that, hey, 
if I just think positive and I stay consistent with it, everything's going to be good. Well, no, that's not really true. It's part of the equation, though. It's part of the process. It's a necessary step. It's not going to necessarily be easy all the time. And you can get really good at this and then, you know, backslide at some point. You just have to kind of suck it up and get after it, though. Like, it is going to get hard again. You are going to have to make this decision over and over and over again. You're going to conquer that negative thought. You're going to conquer that desire. You're going to conquer that urge. You're going to conquer that fear. And then five minutes later, you're going to have another one. It's like, oh, my goodness, when does it end? It doesn't. You get stronger, though. You get better. You develop as a person. And ultimately, that's going to be much better off for you. And you're going to be much happier, even though you have to constantly maintain that sense of awareness. And you have it, like all that's happening is that you're growing up. When you're a kid, you're ruled by your emotions. You're chaotic. You just do what you feel like and you do what you want, or at least you try to. And when you can't, you get upset about it and you act out the way that you want. When you grow up, though, you have to learn to say, like, I don't get what I want all the time. And that's OK. And a lot of times what we want is to be negative, to be pessimistic. And it's like, if you want to do that, go do it. I'm not trying to convert anybody here. I'm not trying to convince anybody that you shouldn't live this way. I'm tired of that. I've tried to help people understand that, hey, you know what? You're you're this little ball of stress and depression and you hate your life and everyone sucks and you can't find good people because everyone's evil. Totally not anything that you're attracting. Sure. But it's like I'm tired of trying to convince people that there's a better way. I'm over it. They don't want to listen. You can't help people. So I'm just making a point to everybody that is saying, you know what? I know I could be more and I just don't quite know how to do it. I don't quite know the path forward, right? And I want to invite you to turn your attention to the things that you allow to kind of slip in under the radar. Like, why do I feel stuck? Because there's things that you're allowing in your life, in your head, that are detrimental to your success. And you know that they're there, but you're not policing them. You're not giving them enough attention and turning your effort towards getting rid of them. Okay. The thoughts that we allow to run end up becoming a scripted response. So I can sit here and, and beat myself up and talk about how much of a failure I am when I'm alone. Right. And then when I go out into the world and I'm confronted with the realities of daily life and I have an opportunity to do something, whether that's like, hey, it's just a conversation with somebody. Maybe it's an opportunity like for a job or a, for a project. Or maybe it's just the opportunity to be the bigger person in a very stressful situation. Whatever it is, if my if my script that I'm telling myself all the time is that I suck, I'm a failure, I can't do this, what do you think is going to happen? You know what's going to happen. You have faulty navigational equipment. You're not going to get where you want to go. If I get on, I live in North Carolina, if I get on 95 and I say I want to go to New York and I head south, it's like I'm not going to get to New York, I'm going to end up in Florida probably better but i mean like it's not my destination it's not that's a bad example okay anyway the point being like if you get on the wrong road and drive in the wrong direction you're you're not going to end up where you want to be right that sounds simple and but we we allow our internal dialogue to lead us in the wrong direction that's our script that's our direction that's our compass and we allow it to orient towards something that's not true north and we are surprised when we don't get there and it really frustrates me when people are talking about like yeah you know Five years from now, like I, I'm not worried about then because I'll have everything figured out or I'll, I'll have more money then or I'll just I'll have, you know, better quality of life, better relationships, 
I'll be in better shape. I'll be less unhealthy. I'm sure I'll have started working out in 10 years. Yeah, I'm sure. Right. It's like, no, you won't. You absolutely will not. Not if not if you're delaying the work for for later. It's just not going to happen. So. We'll move on. Positive affirmations. There is a difference between positive thinking and delusion. And when I started this, it was all about, you know, just positive thinking because it was a very useful tool. I was like, oh, wow, when I change how I think about things, the way I feel about things changes, which means that the way I act changes. Crazy. And then at some point, this new age crap, this just follow your heart nonsense, this um, truth is relative and all this other nonsense started to disintegrate the ideas that I was working with. And so now as positive affirmations, like just, just tell yourself that you can achieve anything and you will. Like that's a load of crap. <clears throat> there's a there's a difference between saying like I'm just I'm manifesting all my wealth and actually saying I'm going to choose to think positive thoughts about my self-worth and my ability to produce income. And I'm going to go work as hard as I possibly can. You see what I'm saying? Like, it's it's not about like, oh, I'm just going to be, I'm going to affirm myself. Like, I am beautiful. I am smart. I am successful. And like, that's it. Like, I go to work and I act like everybody else. Like, no, what you're doing is you're understanding the, the script that you're running, the program that you're running needs to be pointing you in the right direction. So I'm going to think thoughts. I'm going to allow thoughts in my head that are aligned towards that goal. I'm not, if I want to be a successful speaker, yes, I'm going to have moments of like, I'm not really good at this. I'm going to have moments of insecurity. I'm going to have moments of like, where I notice like there's certain things that I do wrong. Like I have a lot of vocal, like I keep saying like right now, I'm, I'm noticing it. I keep saying like, I have those fillers. Um, I focus on, there's another one. I focus on those things and I think, wow, I suck at this. No, that's an opportunity for me to get better. It's okay that the thought comes up that I I need to stop doing that, but it's not it's not productive for me to sit there and focus on it and put all my energy on. Oh, well, that's what I keep doing wrong. What's productive is for me to focus on what is my mission? How can I take daily steps towards achieving it? I want to be good at this. Okay, what does that look like on a daily basis? How can I practice? How can I get better? Can I be successful at this even if I'm kind of not too good at it? Can I honestly just work as hard as I can to help other people. And maybe through that process of being genuine and authentic and actually putting people before me, that will reach them in a way that being super articulate could not. So it doesn't mean that I can't become more articulate. It doesn't mean that I can't get better at, at expressing myself, but it means that I'm not focused on my shortcomings. It doesn't mean I'm not aware of them. I still work on them. I still try to get better at them. Um, I still try to overcome them. I'm just, I'm not feeding myself this a negative viewpoint that it's not going to happen because of XYZ. I'm choosing to focus on how I can get through it, but I'm not denying it either. If I'm not in shape, right, let's say, let's, let's go back to the beautiful thing. If I just say I'm a, I'm a very attractive man and I have nothing to worry about, ladies love me. Okay, great. If I never take care of myself, is that true? No, and my brain, my body, I know it's not true. I'm just fooling myself. And if I start to believe the lie, then I'm just insane. You know, 
Like you have to take care of yourself. Like what are the things that I can do? Like, yes, I am an attractive person because I take care of myself, because I exercise, because I, um, I eat a certain way, because I get enough sleep, because I don't allow things to stress me out if it's not worth it. Um, I dress a certain way. I, I groom myself a certain way. I take care of myself because I believe that I'm attractive. I'm going to do the thing, the maintenance that it takes to make that true. I'm not going to fixate on my shortcomings. I'm not going to fixate on like asymmetries in my face. I'm not going to fixate on the fact, well, this person looks better. doesn't mean that I'm not aware of it. And that's what really irks me about people these days is that they, they want to say positive things about themselves, but then they don't work towards making that true. It just, it just, it just gets on my nerves. And you guys know that if you've listened to me for a while, there's a huge difference. Like I said, between being positive and delusional, one is choosing to focus on the opportunities within hardship and acting from a place of resourcefulness. The other is gaslighting yourself into believing that your life is not a complete dumpster fire when it really is. One's productive. One's passive. One's useful. One's insane. Guess which one most people are on. So there's a couple interesting things to, to point out with limiting or excuse me, with with affirmations. The first one is with limiting beliefs. So if you have if you're like, hey, I can't do I can't do this. I'm not good enough. I'm not talented enough. I'm not smart enough, whatever. If you if you do make a habit of saying it over and over again, again, you're not going to just completely believe that lie if you're not giving yourself evidence to back it up. Like that's an important step. Action is a very important step. It's not about just sitting there and manifesting. That's just nonsense. And the people that that talk about that the most are the are in the worst state. Like they're never successful. They're never happy. They act like they are, and they have those. But there's this huge like these mood swings, and it. it's just it, it gets on my nerves. Anyway. You create cognitive dissonance within yourself when it, when you challenge those limiting beliefs. And it's like, oh, I'm not good enough. Well, actually, maybe I am. Where are some ways that I can focus on positive, like the, the positive side of this? So I've never done this before. I, I kind of have these, these struggles. I'm not as good of a speaker as I would like to be. I'm not as smart as I would like to be. Okay, but I'm going to choose. I'm not going to just sit here and say, no, 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 I'm a successful, famous speaker. I'm helping millions of people. I'm not going to say that's not true. I know it's not true that I'm helping, you know, millions of people, half a million people. Hey, hey, we're getting there. But anyway, we're to sit there and lie to myself is not productive. What I can do is sit there and say, well, I do have certain strengths. I have the ability to learn. I have the ability to improve. And now that I know what this problem is, and I know, and I was like, yes, it's very frustrating to be confronted with all of these shortcomings. But now that I'm aware of them, I can start to put energy into them, which means that I can improve them, which means that I can very slowly bridge that gap between where I am now and where I want to be. So that's what I'm going to choose to focus on. That is a positive affirmation. That is choosing to be to be positive and to utilize the power of your your mind. It's not sitting there saying, no, I'm just already there. You're not already there. You know that you're not already there. You can have faith that you'll get there. You can believe that it's going to happen. That's fine. That's good do that but don't sit there and say nah i'm a multimillionaire." when you know you're not ah i'm desirable <laughs> when you know you're not i'm the best out there i'm just gonna attract what i deserve it's like you're gonna attract what you work for for sure you've got to get there and get your hands dirty 
and we delude ourselves all the time. So, you know, don't let that positive self-talk turn into just like a, what's it called? What's a, what's a non-dirty way of saying mental self-pleasure? Like we focus on, like, I just, I want to have all these positive things and all these affirmations and all these things that build me up. And then my social media real, like the algorithm just turns into all these people saying like supporting and affirming and whatever. And it's like, at some point, if you're not putting the work in, you're just, you're getting that little dose of dopamine and I feel good. It's like, Ooh, that was fun. Yeah, I am great. I am awesome. I am amazing, but I'm not backing it up with anything. Right. So, all right, moving on. I need some coffee. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better and dating safer. They've changed. So you don't have to download the new Bumble now. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. One thing with um, with that negative self-talk, it's really difficult to get into your head and start to work this stuff out. But one thing that you can do is to get good at not complaining. You can stop gossiping. You can stop saying negative things about other people and about yourself, too, out loud, verbally. And over time, that can turn into you becoming more aware of the things that you're about to say and catching yourself. And then you start to become aware of all the things that you're not about to say, but are still internal. And that was a huge growing moment for me when I realized, like, I, I complain way too much. And one of the biggest things that I, I do still catch myself on is just not saying negative things, because as soon as you verbalize it, like it has power, it's a tangible thing. And it just it pulls you into it. It takes on a life of its own. It's super important not to get sucked into that. The only way you can keep from getting sucked into it is to not do it. So don't complain. Have some self-discipline there. Uh, be meticulous with your speech. And you will notice if you're not doing that, you will notice a huge improvement in your life. If you do it, it is difficult, though. It is very difficult. That was one of the hardest things that I had to quit. I think it was harder to stop complaining um, than it was to quit alcohol. It was it was a real struggle. It's it's a habit and it, it feels it feels good in like a really weird kind of like self-destructive sort of way. <laughs> um, but when you only say things that serve other people, you build up your circle and you build up your own um, self-image in a way that people just they, they don't understand. And it's, it's a way that most people can't even dream of. A lot of people have friends who just kind of put them down and they, you know, flirt with their partners and they use each other as emotional garbage bins for all of their trauma dumping. And then they wonder why they're depressed, why they're anxious. And it's like, your life is crap because it's reflecting your internal world. And you don't, you don't put enough energy into how you think about yourself and how you think about life, how you relate to the world around you. And so that that reflects in the type of life that you build and you all, it, it, when you start to, to get serious about this 
and you're not allowing yourself to think negative things. And when people are saying negative things to you, you're like, what? no, not, no, that's not that's not right. That's not true. Don't talk to me like that. Start set boundaries. Start to distance yourself. You start to be like, hold on, this person's like kind of crazy. Like, I don't want to deal with them. They're not going anywhere in life. Why am I hitching my wagon to them? Why am I around someone who has zero interest in being a good person? It's like you don't notice that when you're not a good person. You don't notice that when you're not taking care of yourself. So once you start to do this, once you stop complaining, once you start to get out of those situations, you realize, oh, wow, it all starts inside of me. I have to make that that constant decision of who I'm going to be on a daily, minute to minute, second to second basis, because we're constantly going to have those thoughts that come up and challenge us. And we're going to have to decide, do I want to get involved in this or do I want to like, nope, not doing it. It's not worth it because it's going to spiral out into something else. It's going to get out of control very quickly. It's going to be, right now it's a twig that I can snap off, but it's going to be a whole tree to cut down if I give it much more time. So um, another thing that irritates me just because that's what we're talking about today um, is how entitled everyone is. Just in general, they act like they're so special, but then all they do is they talk trash about other people and worry about themselves. And they think that they can go sit down in front of a mirror and, and point at themselves and say, you are amazing and believe it. And it's not true. Like, you know, you're full of it. Your, your unconscious knows better than that. So all of this, none of this is very complicated. It's really not. And I know I'm talking about it a lot, but it's not rocket science. It is fundamental, though. Without this, everything else just becomes infinitely more difficult. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how else to say it. I don't feel like I need to explain it anymore. Stop complaining. Stop doing the things that you know you shouldn't be doing. Stop using your feelings as an excuse for how you act. We all deal with things. At the end of the day, we still have to navigate life. If that internal compass is programmed wrong, then how in the world can we expect to end up where we want to go? You know, our thoughts are just programming to expect that things are just going to magically work themselves out because that's what society tells us. It'll be fine one day. It's complete insanity. If you're fixated on the negative, you're headed downhill. So Proverbs 425 says, let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your fix your gaze directly before you. I love that. Success in anything is not ever in isolated events. The tools and the opportunities are all around you but you're probably not paying attention to what's right in front of your face. You're so excited for things to one day be better, but you're looking at your phone instead of at the road that you're supposed to be driving on. And so you don't notice that you've taken the wrong exits. So get out of your head, but also into your head in a weird kind of way there saying, fix your gaze directly ahead of you, straight ahead of you. So, bring your attention to the things that are most relevant to you. When we when we get distracted with technology, when we get distracted with the task at hand, when we get distracted with other people, when we get distracted with, you know, the 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 media that we consume, it starts to pull us away from the things that are actually right in front of us. So if I'm sitting here fantasizing about how one day I want to be XYZ, I'm not putting my full attention into how I can make the best use of this moment. If I'm sitting here thinking about a situation that's probably never going to happen, that's definitely never going to happen, and I'm wasting my energy on it, I'm not using that energy to solve the problems that are actually relevant, the things that are actually right in front of me. And then I wonder why I don't have any time to do the things that I want to do. 
it's like, well, what about the time I spent watching TV? What about the time I spent thinking about, you know, something that's never going to happen to me and worrying about it or hoping for it when I could have been sitting there thinking about there's a there is a problem in my life today. There is content that I could be putting together for somebody. It's like. If I'm not monitoring that, if I'm not aware of what I'm spending my energy, and my mental resources on, then what what do I expect to happen? I'm 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 looking at my phone while I'm supposed to be driving and I'm driving in the wrong direction, distracted by all the other stuff. So I think that that probably wraps it up for today. Um, I know I rambled a little bit again. It's not something that's super complicated, but it really just impressed me that I have known this for so long. And I know how important it is, and I still wasn't doing it. So if you guys think that you're above that, you're, if you're if you're past it, if you're like, oh, yeah, I got it down, I mastered it, I would invite you to reconsider that because I definitely was humbled when I realized I'm, I'm not doing this the way I should be doing it. Um, I'm not talking to myself in a productive way. Most times I'm actually focused on a lot of negative stuff, even though I know it's bad for me, but it somehow just became a habit again. So. It's okay. It's part of the journey. This is like, nobody's perfect. You're going to make mistakes as long as you don't dwell on it. As long as you are paying attention, that your gaze is directly fixated in front of you so that you can actually be aware of when you are on the wrong road, of when you get off course. And that way you can bring yourself back on, back in the right direction and you know, you don't get too far off course. So thank you for listening, guys. Good luck.